If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Bravery is a skill, not a personality trait, and it is the fastest, most powerful skill to creating the career and life you really want. I'm Nicole Trick-Steinbach, the international bravery coach and your host. I'm a former global senior director in the tech industry who's worked in over 25 countries. I'm now a certified and proven coach serving professional women like you all over the world. My promise is that you will stress less, work less, and then earn more. The Celebrate Brave podcast is for you. So make sure you subscribe for weekly brave inspiration, including proven frameworks for career and life success my answers to your listener questions, and powerful conversations with my clients and other brave leaders. You are already brave. You can define what brave means for you and your goals and build your brave. In fact, you're already in the right place. So let's dive in. Hello, I'm bringing you a special guest today. Her name is Katherine Morrison. But before we dive into our live conversation, I wanted to create a little bit of context. So I was open to welcoming Katherine onto my podcast because I experience her as someone who is building her skill of bravery in a way that's quite unique and it's often unexpected. You'll actually hear me be darn near shocked at part of her story. The way that she's built her skill of bravery, we reference, but I really want to call out, it has led to some loss and some gain for her and for the people around her. And to that point, I do have a trigger warning for you. We reference cults and high control environments for about three minutes. Please, if this is an area of harm for you, Go ahead and skip this one. There's so much beautiful inspiration in other episodes of the Celebrate Brave podcast, as well as other podcasts. So I want to make sure that you hear that at the top. What you're also going to hear is a little bit about my experience with Catherine and how on first blush, her business really repelled me. And then a few years later, it really called me in. And I love sharing this with you as a professional woman. As perhaps you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or you're committing yourself into your leadership because her story is an example of how incredibly 
quickly. You can change who you are, becoming ever more that brave version of you you wish to be without demonizing or rejecting who you have been or even who you are today. And then the third thing that I want to call out from this conversation happens really late in the conversation. So Catherine and I were talking about walls and you've got to hear the whole story for the fun, but we're talking about walls that may come up in coaching as I, well, as I confront her with my experience that she offered me when she was coaching me in her environment, I want to offer a reframe here. And it's an example of how quickly people can grow. You know, at the time that we had this conversation and the word wall came up, I felt a little discomfort, but quite frankly, it was the best word I had at that time. Since then, and especially re-listening to this conversation and reflecting on my experiences, I have a better description. We're not discussing a wall. We're talking about that beautiful net of critical thinking, of self-knowledge, of that, that second of pause and reflection before taking action. It's that brave moment when I listen to myself first. That's what we're discussing. And it is a good, good, good habit to have and to build. And you will hear Catherine basically describe that as well in her own beautiful way. All right, let's dive into this conversation. It is full of wisdom and experience and a ridiculous amount of laughter. Welcome, brave people. I have another amazing guest for you. We're already started. Her name is Katherine Morrison. She is an ex-tech worker, so we're already having things in common here. And she turned a digital entrepreneur. She explodes her corner of the internet with equal parts cosmic rainbows and super strategic business building guidance. And for the cosmic rainbow, go on to Insta right now and check out the art behind her. All you need to do. People come to her to build businesses that are equal parts intuition and logic, structure and flow, creative and strategic, which is why I joined your program, the Brand Alchemy Accelerator. And then she sums it up like this. I love this, Catherine. Think like if a yogi, Lady Gaga, and Warren Buffett had a baby. (laughs) The differences in hair here are killing me. Anywho. You can find her at www.catherinemorrisoncoaching.com or on Instagram, which you've already gone to, to see the rainbow at Catherine Morrison Coaching. <laughs> and then she does have a podcast. I don't even know how many episodes you have, but there's a lot. A how many episodes do you yeah. have? Over Except- 150. So the podcast's name is Ascension Through Entrepreneurship. And you can get it literally on any podcast platform because as you guys know, I have been popping around podcast platforms trying to figure out which one is GDPR and hers is on every single one of them. So girl, welcome. Thank you. 
Oh, so exciting. I have to say when I got the, I think it was like an email or maybe it was a post or maybe it was like a message in um, Facebook. Cause I always forget how things originate because the magic just happened so quickly that you wanted to be on podcasts and on this podcast, it blew me away because we talk here about bravery, but then I just took like I don't know, a walk or something and thought about how incredibly brave you've been through so many pieces of your life that I just know about through your podcast and being in your program. Yeah. Thank you. What what is it that you wanted to share as an example (laughs) of bravery? I mean, we could double click into so many different pieces and I think you know your audience better than me so and you also know a lot of my story through listening to my podcast so if there's something specific we can totally go down that road but I do think it's interesting like I I know just from coaching you in the accelerator like your background is tech like I left tech I and I loved it actually there was so much about that that I love but I was like the nine to five is not for me I went into the entrepreneurship space with like the level of awareness I had then. But as so many people, it's like entrepreneurship is the ultimate like self-development program. Yes. <laughs> so grew a business like, I mean, we hit over our first million in the first three years. And then this was like at the same time that I was having a massive spiritual awakening. Yeah. And last year I hit this point where we were on track. So we had done a million in like three years cumulatively, and we were on track to do our first million dollar year. And I just got this very clear intuition that like, it wasn't an alignment. And I could tell that like my brain was like, no, 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 but like seven figures. Right. But it was like, but it's not right. Like I could feel it so deep in my soul. It wasn't right. And I honestly think that's probably the bravest thing I ever did is like, I let go of everything. Like I had a mastermind that was like very well known. We had people coming in from all over the world, like waitlist out the wazoo. And I just got the guidance that was like, it's it's time to release that and let it go. And I wasn't quite sure what else wanted to come in yet. And I think it's like sometimes when we know where we want to go, it's like, oh, okay, like this is good. Like I know where I want to go. So like I'm going to go here. But sometimes there's that like in-between phase where you're like not it just kind of feels like you're walking in the desert. <laughs> and I had about nine months of desert walking. Yes. <laughs> that, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so grateful that you dove into that. So I'm just going to share a little bit about my experience. You've never heard this before. I think only one person in the world has ever heard this, which is Melissa Lawrence, who was on your podcast. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes. The world is so small. <laughs> the world is so small. I really appreciate her as well. So just for the audience, Melissa coaches women in pharma, or actually I think people in pharma, and she does a lot of things around having a career that is worthy of your talents. So I was first introduced to you while I was leaving corporate. Somebody was like, hey, because that used to be your niche, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my Yeah. Before I blew up my business. Yeah. Before you blew up your business. (laughs) And you were so fierce. In your imagery, you were so incredibly fierce. You had on like leather. You had this very stern look on your face. And I, I read your testimonials. I knew you were doing an amazing job, but I wanted to get away from that. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to a few episodes of your podcast and I was like, she sounds amazing, but it doesn't sound like what I need right now. And I started working with a business coach who was like very, very earthy and very grounded and talked about essence and spirit. And isn't this funny? We're getting there. 
And then Melissa was like, I was like, Melissa, what is different? She said, oh, I joined Catherine's program. And I was like, what the hell? Why are you joining Catherine? That's so weird. And you had a tone of voice in my mind from the past, which was probably reality. So she's like, Nicole, just check it out. Listen to a few things. Listen to this episode. Listen to that episode. And I went over and I was like, who is this woman? Mm. And what has taken place? Like your tone of voice has changed. Yeah. Your entire way of being. And it really called me in, but not in a way of I want to be like Catherine, but a way like I want to be more of me. So I've only done 15% of your new course. (laughs) She told me she was going to drop that. I was like, that's fine. She's still doing great. She raises her hand for coaching sometimes. (laughs) Right? And I have changed every single way my business looks. Mm. I I am calling in, like you are, a totally different person. And you just mentioned, and this actually relates to every single topic when it comes to transformation, you mentioned that there was a dip. You called it walking into the desert. I call it, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Yep. It goes by many different names. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I I just got off a client call and my client was like, yeah, I just like, but where's it going? And I was like, I don't know. You don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that that's so brave of you to come in as such a successful, powerful woman, mom of three. Three. Yeah. Three. And you, ha- you were having. That's pretty your- brave too. That's brave as <laughs> I have two kids. Two kids, two hands, two kids, no more um, for this for this human over here. That's just so incredibly brave for you to share that story here because so many of the people listening are on the verge of something. They want to be brave, yeah. but they don't have the complete, specific, full answer. And so they don't take an action. And what's so sad in that moment, Catherine, and I r- would love if you talk to this, is that at some point we delay it for so long that we convince ourselves we aren't hearing that voice at all. Yeah. 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 And well, and I think it is because now, I mean, I've had a pretty intense spiritual awakening. So I'm like quite connected to the voice and my intuition and all of that. But it's interesting because like before I had, I had like a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, which like I was not a yogi. Like I had never done yoga. Like I'd barely done meditation. I was an atheist. And then I was like doing this evening meditation and had this like while it felt like my head was getting sucked up into like an alien spaceship. Like I didn't know what was happening. And that sent me on this sort of like spiritual magic carpet ride um, (laughs) of like what else is happening in this world that like I just haven't had my eyes on or awareness of. And after that experience, I just was like, it does feel like there's something else. And maybe like if I turn my gaze inward, I'll start to become more and more aware of it. But I can track back now to even when I called myself an atheist and I was just like, there's not like, I was very much like a nihilist. Like I I used to believe like, you know, there's no meaning to life and like nothing's like, it was just, my mind was a little bit of a mess. And even then, though, I can track now the whispers of that voice, right? Like, I, I can remember, like, times when I was always, like, guided to do little things or, like, little pings that I would get. 
And I just, because I didn't have language around them, like you think about it in the West, like we don't like, I mean, at yeah. least for me, I was raised Catholic and it was very much like, don't listen to your own inner wisdom, listen to the man at the altar and then like come into the confessional and tell him how bad you were. And then he'll tell you like how you yes. can repent. Right. And so this idea of like actually taking the time to tune into yourself, like we just aren't taught that. And I do think that there are like things are getting better. Like my kids have learned like square breathing in their elementary school. Yes, mine too. Right. And so I'm like, there is hope for the future. But for people who feel like they're clinging, I would say it's like oftentimes like we're clinging because we're like looping in the conditioned mind of like what we think we were supposed to have or what was like what what the boxes we were supposed to check or like what our mom's going to think. Right. But if we can like just take a moment and drop into your body, like maybe it's just with the breath, right? Like a breath of awareness. But it's like, but what, what do I know and what is my truth? And you might not know exactly what it's going to be, but you're going to receive like this, this is the next step. What is it? Isn't, it, isn't there a frozen song about into the unknown? And yes. it's like, you have to take yes. the next step, the next right yes. step. Yes. <laughs> they just listen to frozen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that in. I want to touch on the Kundalini again as well. I love that you brought that in because when we moved house and my children were going to both go to two different schools, my daughter would ask me to sing that song. She would sing that song Yeah, because there is such power in the current of music. Like there's a lot of research there about how our bodies respond and things like that. Beautiful. So crazy kundalini. I don't know exactly what type of yoga that is, but what I I have never shared on my podcast before is I actually knew I was pregnant. So pregnancy was a challenge for me. I had a miscarriage. I lost twins. And then later when I got pregnant again, I was actually in a yoga class in Germany and we were doing that and like kind of scan thing. And all of a sudden my pelvic area just lit up with this very specific color of purple. Mm. And then when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was again laying, doing some yogic work, and I just was completely green, a very specific color of green. And that is why I have the colors of my business that I do. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. So so what was it about that kundalini moment and your brain feeling like it was going away? Like what was it that shifted so much for you in that moment? You risked every you risked a million dollar business. Like let's all be clear. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess if we were to like go for the timeline, I had the Kundalini experience at the same time that I was like building. That was probably like two years ago, maybe even two and a half years ago. But it like put me after that, I started being like, wait, there's something else here. Because my business that I let go of was a mindset only. It's like everything's in the mind and everything is a thought. And then like after that energetic experience, I was like, wait, there's like a lot that has nothing to that's like so far out, like beyond the mind. And so I was like running this business that was like thoughts and mindset. And like when you saw me, me and the leather leggings. And like then on the weekend, I'm like, going to meditation circles and like going into the jungle to do ayahuasca and like plant medicine, right? And so I had these like two different tracks going and then it just became clear. 
I think it was actually after a launch when I got the very clear download. I think it was actually when you say, like when you talk about people gripping, so the next thing doesn't come in. Or maybe I filled that in, but you said people grip, right? So Because yes. they don't know what the next thing is. But when yes. you're gripping, the next thing can't come in. So I think I was like trying to mindset my way into like loving my business. I was like, oh, if I don't, if I don't have energy around my business, it's just a thought problem. So I have to like learn to love it and coach myself. You on. did not. Oh, when I was a mindset coach, I was like, because there's like, you know, have to remember the kingdom I was in was like, everything's your thoughts. And like, there's no one right offer. There's no one right business. And so I was like clinging. And then after the launch ended, it just like, it was sort of like the, the grip stopped. And then it's just like a fucking stream of like, just from the universe wisdom of like, that's it. That was, this was not it. Like, this is not the business. You aren't supposed to be doing this anymore. Like, this is the last round. You have to let it go. And it was just like very clearly like, this is like, it wasn't super clear everything that was coming, but it was like, these are very clear shifts you have to make. And when something comes in and I do think it's like, I don't want people to think that they have to wait for it to be that clear. At that point, I'd like been doing a lot of spiritual work. So like it, it, the voice can be very clear for me. The problem is when you've been squashing that voice down your whole life because you haven't heard it, it's like a whisper. It's like a little tickle. It's like a little tingle. And then the voice of fear is very loud, right? Yes. But I'd, I'd like practice listening, listening to it enough that it it was able to have a little bit of a megaphone in moments, if that makes sense. Oh my God. Like uh, beloved audience, you cannot see my face, but when I leaned forward and said, you did not. And then the whole rest of the time, like my mouth, I looked like a guppy fish. My mouth was open. My eyes were large because one of the things I talk about is that mindset is super helpful. It is very important. It is very valuable and it is not the human experience. Mm -hmm. Data does not support data in sociology, psychology, neuroscience, et cetera, does not support the theory that mindset is everything. Yeah. Your results are not the results exclusively of your thoughts. However, we can do beautiful things with our mindset to drive different behaviors. We can do beautiful things in learning how to feel more confident, more brave, more vulnerable, more fearful, more all of these things as we move through. So there's two episodes of my podcast I want to point out to everyone. Number one, my client, Nicole, who shared, I just quit my job and I don't know what's next, right? And that is so incredibly brave. And that's the type of transformation that Catherine and I are talking about right now. And then the second one is with Jess Johnson, who is my personal one-on-one coach. And she talked about emotional freedom techniques. Mindset is important, but it is not everything and everyone. And it's not going to be enough to, I'm going to use language that is provocative. You don't need to agree, Catherine, but it's lying and gaslighting and abusing yourself to be someone and believe something that is just not true. So incredible. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. This might not be, we can, we can veer out of this if you don't think this is something that would be interesting to your audience. But it's interesting to me, like even in the coaching space, when it's marketed, like I'm going to help you find your best life when it's all you have is mindset tools. Cause I'm just like, actually, (laughs) if you don't know how to like help someone connect with their own actual inner wisdom, which is their intuition, which is like the soul. Like, 
I don't really, I mean, we're just, I, I think about this a lot with manifestation too, when people aren't actually spiritual, but they're like, I want the car and I'm going to like do my energy to get the car. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? So, I mean, like I see the same thing happening in the spiritual space. It says it's spiritual or in the mindset space where it's just like, it's just the conditioned mind. And you can't really decondition the mind unless you have inner wisdom to know what needs to be deconditioned. Absolutely. And I would even say like in the strategy space, blueprint, all that process design space, tech space, it's not enough to only know what to do. It's bringing all three of them together. And I've become a little more radical as well. I don't think it's enough to have only one set of tools from one institution. We need to, when we are encouraging people across their entire life, We need to be able to meet people where they are. I just had this incredible experience with a client of mine. We were working on something specific and I was bringing her the quote unquote best class way to work on this. And she says, this isn't working. It's very complicated. Is there another way? And of course there is because I have three certifications. I'm working on my fourth and I expose myself like what you're talking about right here. I expose myself to other ways of being other ways of modalities, other ways of experiencing the world. And I don't pretend that I have it all. And that is so important no matter who you're working with. You know, if you go to like, I'm going to go to the tech space for a second. You go to a tech space and it's like, we are the only thing you'll ever need is this one piece of software. We can tell you now that's a big fat lie. (laughs) You're going to need something else. And then when we bring it into the individual life experience, Thank goodness you are a full and complete human being having a full and complete human experience. That's going to be completely unique to you. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful, Catherine. That's incredible. Oh, man. That blows my mind. I'm going to go back into your podcast a little bit and listen some more because this is how quickly people can change. And listener, this is how quickly you can you can change. You saying that at one point in time you believed mindset was it blew my motherfucking mind. Yeah, it wasn't you, that long ago. <laughs> you exist on a totally different platform. It's amazing. Okay, anyways, thank you so much. <laughs> I feel like your audience doesn't appreciate it as much because they don't know me, but I love yes. it. Like, Nicole, like, yeah, you're now just like, you can see who I am now versus like when you saw me yes. and I was in that leather and I wasn't resonant with you, that was me. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And now it feels like, oh, Catherine is over there doing this amazing thing that I would like to grow towards. Yeah. In my own way. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the listener feedbacks that I get a lot is people love the fact that I just share where I am and my when my mind is blown and when my emotions are activated. And I don't think that we have enough role models of people who are doing that, especially if we're coming out of the tech space. Oh, yeah. Right? Like ones and zeros are not the answer to the world, as you well know. So as such an incredibly brave person, who's an example of a brave role model from your life? So I was told that I would be getting this question, so I came prepared. (laughs) And I would say it's my dad. So, and obviously like no human is perfect. And in like, In my experience growing up, like to watch my dad, we were 
poor when I was little. And I watched us go from like fairly blue collar in a tiny house. My room was like the size of a closet. And honestly, I didn't see my dad that often growing up. He worked nine to nine and I lived, we lived an hour outside of Philadelphia and he worked in Philadelphia. So he was basically gone 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. like most days, right? And that was him like deciding because he had grown up poorer than I was when I was little, which was like basically he didn't get Christmas presents. Like the Salvation Army would like donate stuff to his family. He didn't have stable housing. Like it was bad, bad for my dad. And so I believe like he did the best he could with the tools that he had. And he told me this story. And I every time I tell, I still might cry. But like, I think I was resentful when I was little. I was just mad my dad wasn't there. I just wanted to have my dad there. And I didn't understand his experience. And so because I didn't understand his experience, I was just like, my dad just isn't here for me. And I feel invisible and I feel unloved and all of those things. And there was this moment when I was probably like, I don't know, a teenager And I don't even remember what I asked him or or how it came up, but my dad just told, and I knew he was poor, but I didn't know how poor he was until like I got a little bit older and he started really telling me more stories. And he told me a story of like when he was little and they didn't have money to have heat in the winter. So he was like a little boy just freezing in bed, trying to fall asleep because he was so cold. And he was just like, I made a promise to myself that I would never make my children suffer the way that like. I had to suffer as a child and it gets me every time. And so he had to be really brave. Like he was really poor in the South. He was the only person to ever leave. Like everyone else is still back there. I have a lot of family that still lives in trailer parks and my dad left. And by the time he retired, had made himself like a self-made millionaire. And like, I was able to be there with my family when I watched him like work so hard and And actually makes that like he was like a community leader, you know, like he went from he didn't like even have a high school diploma, like didn't go to college. And he was like on the chamber of commerce for the town that we lived in. And like he was like a well-respected sort of person. And he was so smart, like he was very entrepreneurial minded. Oh, I didn't realize I'd get that emotional. But yeah, so I think what he did was really brave because he could have very easily like just been a statistic. Like he could very easily just like still be down there in a trailer park. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I really honor. Whew. Speak, Nicole. I really honor that you shared that. I had two years where my mom could not afford central heating. And one of my core memories is going through the couch for change, for food, money. And that promise, if I ever have children, they will never experience this. And watching you tell that story was so healing for me because I want my kids to walk in your shoes. And build on top of it. And I didn't struggle the same way your dad did because I moved to a capitalistic, socialized society, Germany, which forces you into the middle class and then like closes everything behind you. But there are times in building a business, and I'm sure you've had this experience as well, where there's 25 more things to do, but you see those little eyes as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really honor that experience. And I'm so grateful you shared it with us. And now your spiritual awakening and what you do in the world is even more powerful. Damn, girl. Damn you and your rainbows. Damn me and my rainbows. And I think it's like, it's just good. Like the rainbows, rainbows and storm clouds and like all of it can exist. And we can like still just understand in the storm, like what comes after a storm is often a rainbow. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think it's like each of us walks our path and we have things happen. And I do also like, it's just, I also want to say it's like not perfect. I think me understanding my dad's story where he came from helps give me so much understanding but there were also so many things where I like he was also a really angry person. And I think that like there are certain things that it's like I understand now understanding his experience and I can yeah. process my experience of that childhood very differently yeah. now that I understand it. It doesn't make it okay, right? But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just I do think it's interesting. Like, gosh, I don't I, I haven't even read the book, but there's like the trauma. It's like, don't ask like what's wrong with you. Ask like what happened to you. Yes. Right. And so I think it's like there's just so many things. And with you helping people do brave things, it's just like, wait, what happened that like that we aren't brave? Like what happened to us as a society? Like what happened to people that they're like so scared to make change that they're so scared to like step out of certain things. It's interesting. I was like talking to a friend recently about cults. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think was, everyone is talking about cults these days to be very clear. <laughs> like for real, I was just like thinking about it and I'm just like, okay, so like the definition of a cult, like what makes it something a cult? And it's like, oh, like you're punished for leaving. And I can't remember, there was like one other thing, but like the punished for leaving thing, I just want to point out for anyone who's listening that like there were so many times when I wanted to make a change and I was like, oh, the current people that I'm surrounded myself with will punish me for wanting to leave, right? And so it's so interesting because like this is people that are just in the mainstream culture. So we don't call it a cult. We just call it a culture, right? Yes. (laughs) Like if you're wanting to be brave, and make a change and like your parents are going to have thoughts or your friends or your professional network are going to have thoughts. Yes. You might be in a cult. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's not even it. it, So, so this is a really interesting sociological study, right? And the reason that I know so much about this is because I lived in Germany. My ancestors were Nazis. My ancestors were, were, were also super strong supporters of Jim Crow and all the lovely things. So like, I feel like I have a joyful obligation to be informed and do things differently. So the research actually says it's not even when you want to leave. Yes. That's when it's most marked. It's when you want to be different. Yeah. Right? And so, for example, there have been times in my life where, oh, I'm doing communications for a board member and now I'm bored and I want to go do change management. I got disinvited from so many personal activities that had nothing to do with work, but I was choosing to be different. Right? And it does lead to fear and it does lead to concern and it does push down and create that, like what you said so beautifully, the inner voice becomes rather than a shout, it becomes a whisper. And then we're indoctrinated. So one of my clients (laughs) is, one of my clients is doing this significant change and she thought she had made a couple of decisions 
in a really wise way. It turned out that she had a blind spot and then she discovered the spot and she started working through it and realized that some core decisions that she had made, some agreements that she had made just didn't work for her with this new information. And she said, Nicole, why do I feel so ashamed? Why do I feel so wrong? Why do I feel like this? Right? There must be something wrong with me. And my response to her and my offer into this conversation you and I are having is maybe you're just a really good student of the current systems of power. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe you've just learned the lesson that you shouldn't trust your voice. You should trust some person over there who's been deemed normal, even though, let's all be clear, I've said this on the podcast before, we're saying it again, <laughs> straight, white, middle-aged, wealthy, educated men are a minority, 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 minority identity, and we pretend that it's normal. Maybe instead of there being something wrong with you, maybe you're whole and complete and you're just a really good student of current systems of power. Now you get to make a choice. Do you want to keep doing that? And I have to bring that back to myself frequently because I just dropped, I don't know if you know this, but about six months ago, I stopped talking exclusively to women in tech. Yes. And I started focusing, okay, on Brave. Yeah. Right? And the feedback I got was not very loving from certain areas. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. Most of them have come around and are asking me how to now be brave as parents, but whatever. <laughs> right? But the cost of being different, of being self, it is real in our current systems of power. But the cost of living an unlived life or an unsatisfying career or earning a million dollars in a business that exhausts you is so much freaking higher. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, I do think of it and it's interesting. Like now we're sort of just talking about the self and the program yeah. of mine, like the brand alchemy accelerator was like all of the work that I had to do to be like, I just want to be myself in the world. Like, why is that so hard? <laughs> and yes. it was like that process of like questioning what are all the things. And I do think it's really interesting because one of the things I've done in that program is like intentionally created a culture where like the only thing is like, we hold you to like, what is your highest expression mm -hmm. and who are you? And mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of places where that's the vibe. <laughs> no, there isn't. And okay. I, so I've had a couple of clients on here who called me out and mm -hmm. I love it. I'm there for it. So I'm gifting you the same, but on my podcast. All right. All right. All right. So you have us do, I forget what you call it, an energy board or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to crush this. Like literally that was my thought. I'm going to be the best energy board builder that has ever energy board built. I'm going to crush this. You don't even know. Wait and watch. So I did and I posted it and people were like, oh, that's so pretty. That's so pretty. And you posted like six paragraph answer. And you were like, this is really pretty. And... And then you pointed out, like, I've seen you ask for this. And what are your clients actually saying and all this stuff? And I was like, who asked you? <laughs> oh, I've, got, I've only coached you a few times, but I have caught that vibe from you. <laughs> Doesn't mean I won't call it out. Well, I, can't. <laughs> I, know, I had to close it. I closed Facebook and I was like, 
I paid this woman money for her program and I did the program and then she gave me coaching advice and like asked me powerful questions. Who the hell is she? So, <laughs> so do you know what I did? Oh no. Because, what did you do? Okay. So my energy... <laughs> My energy, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I love that I'm sharing this. This is when I know the content's really good, when I'm like, oh, Nicole, what are you doing? And I've goosebumps <laughs> on my back. So I, I created a sensation survey. It was four questions, and I sent it to my clients, and I was like, hey, what three words would you use to describe your coaching experience? What three words would you not use? Like that, that yeah, whole yeah, like yeah. sensation thing. And they came back, and they said the number one was being warm. You're so warm, right? You're challenging, but you're so warm. I feel safe with you. I feel like I can try things out. I feel like I can tell you that things, I didn't do the thing and that's going to be okay. If Right? Like warm, supportive, comforting. And then also challenging, direct, loving, right? And I went back to your comments that really pissed me off. And I was like, oh, she already saw this. So I went back and I redid my energy board. And I, but I redid it. I didn't start over. I redid it and I let it sit. I think the advice was like, let it sit for a few days. I let it sit for much longer. And then I went back and I was like, no, 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 no. This is like who I think I need to be to make yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And who I actually want to be and who I am and who's calling in the, just incredible clients that are coming to me now are so resourceful. They're so intelligent. They're so ready to question and play and answer and be a little bit messy versus the perfectionism of the first board that was going to be the best energy board that has ever been energy boarded. (laughs) And it was such a powerful moment of my own growth. Like, it is hard. It is brave to be like, oh, okay, I've been trying to do this to get that result, but actually this is who I truly wish to be. And this is why potentially at this phase in my life, this is who I am here to be in service of myself and of service of my clients, of my family, of my community, of my world. And that's probably going to change. And I can allow that to be. The desert is in front of me as much as I'm in rushing water now. (laughs) So beautiful. I could literally talk to you forever. I don't think we've ever had an unstructured conversation, and this is so joyful. It's been fun, yeah, because I mean, I've just coached you a few times, and it's funny because you mentioning that story, I like forgot about that moment, but I don't even think I'd talk to you at that point. I think it was like a a psychic awareness that I just had, and I just went with my gut, and I was willing to say it, and (sighs) I'm just going to take that as like a confirmation that like when, and I remember actually almost not writing it. Because I'm like, I don't know this bitch. Like, I've never even talked to her. I just had this, like, clear, I mean, I really would call it, like, a psychic download. It was like, this is off, and I'm just going to trust it and say it. Um, And so that's very fun. Well, since you said it out loud, I will say, and she has never even talked to me. She don't know me. She don't know how tall I am. Like, I had this whole thing. But spirit knows, Nicole. Spirit knows. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. But that's the power of coaching, right? Is being brave to say the thing. And also being coached is being brave to hear the thing and consider might there be value in that? And then making, and this is the part that is so, so, so crucial and not talked about enough is the coachee, me in this case, gets to decide, do I accept that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's like really interesting. And I don't know if I, I don't know if it was just like a feeling that I got that like you, there's like a little, it feels like sometimes a wall can come up. Like when you hear something that you don't like, but then for you to say that you then went back, it's like, it's, you know, yourself enough to know like, oh wait, like the, and trust the, my, I can see your wall because my wall sees your wall, Nicole, right? (laughs) It's so good to like know yourself. And then when you're receiving coaching to just be like, wait, am I like wanting to be defensive from like just a a sort of um, unconscious pattern? And if that's true, I want to sort of like let down the wall or is this coming from a more sacred place where it's like, this really isn't resonant for me and I trust myself and I know myself. And I think having that quality of discernment requires a lot of internal awareness. It does. (laughs) It absolutely does. And for me, I've, I have now decided in the past like six or maybe even eight weeks that I just verbalize it. So yesterday I had my one-on-one and my coach was like, are you ready? And I was like, no. Okay, let's go. Like literally was that fast (laughs) as opposed to pretending, yeah, let's go. And then I carry the no energy for four or five minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Catherine, this was so good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. This was really fun. You were so generous too. And I just, I honor the story with your father. Thank you for being so incredibly brave with sharing that and also the spiritual awakening. Just, yeah, thank you. We we hit on a lot today. We did. I can't (laughs) wait to hear this. All right. Until next week, everybody. Until next week. Thank you. Brave it up. Bye. Before you go, you can deepen and expand what you're experiencing here on the Celebrate Brave podcast by working directly with me through bespoke, results-oriented one-on-one coaching that is rooted in my proven Build Your Brave framework. As of the last client survey completed in Q1 2023, 75% of my clients from the past two years report they reached their unique goal. 100% of my clients, yes, 100%, report they stress less as a result of working with me. 56% report working less, and 43% report earning more. You learned how to spend less time ruminating and stressing yourself out by getting clearer and calmer within a mindset approach that is simple, effective, and specific to you. Then we work together to end the habit of overworking and overproducing by crafting a plan of momentum specific to your goals and strengths. I support you as you execute your plan, including the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in your own accountability. And finally, you step away from the all-too-common pattern of under-earning and make the shifts towards being well-paid in your industry. 
using the clarity and momentum to ensure you become the woman you want to be at work and in your life for real. Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your free, no obligation consultation. Link in the show notes. You can stress and work less while you earn and live more by building the skill of bravery. Talk soon.